Welcome to Buzzed in Baltimore, the podcast about craft beverages and bars in Maryland. I'm really excited about this episode for so many reasons. Uh, we have Rich Pugh and Randy Coffrin, the owners of Johnny Rad's and Snake Hill. You can open your beer. Yep, we love a good sound effect. Um, Johnny Rad's and Snake Hill on the podcast. And you guys are actually, you came over to my house and this is the first time I'm recording in my home office. So thank you guys for coming. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us here. You're welcome. Um, so Johnny Rad's holds a very special place in my heart. It was, it opened two weeks after I bought my first house in Baltimore City, a block away. And I was like, did I just fall into heaven like a skate punk bar open like a block from where I live? And I loved Kelly's and Kelly's was so fun. So I was so anxious to see what would happen in that space. But um, yeah, I lived next to you guys for like 10 years. And Which street awesome. were you on? I don't remember. I knew I you were on close. Bank Street. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, literally, literally block away. oh my God, like stumbling distance, which I did <laughs> many nights. You hear so, that story a lot. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, and my cat is making an appearance. Ruby just meowed. So hopefully. Hi, Ruby. So yeah, and you guys obviously also own Snake Hill and Highland Town, which is beloved. And yeah, I'm just really excited to have you guys here. So I thought we could kind of start out and you could just talk about how you first met. I know you guys have known each other for a long time, right? Yeah, we Yeah, yeah it's been uh, like uh it's two thousand one. One year, twenty two years, almost 15, twenty years. Doesn't that make you feel old to be like twenty years ago? This I, I, I still, remember this thing. I tell yeah. a story all the time about how I met Randy and I lived in Waldorf, Maryland. I didn't grow up in, in Waldorf or Charles County, but I oddly enough ended up owning a business there, a skateboard shop. And I was opening yeah. a skateboard shop. And some buddies were like, oh, I told some friends to come by. And he walks in the door. Hmm. He's got two girls with him, like literally <laughs> under. On each arm? I'm not kidding. Oh that That God. is not an exaggeration. One, they're both just friends of his and they still are friends of his. Yeah. Uh, they were close friends then. Uh-huh. That's all it was. <laughs> he, he was, yeah, they, it wasn't girlfriends. But they, uh, he came in and was like. Hey, Joe told me to come in here and said you guys are selling skate shoes. I'm trying to get some S's or some Etnies or something. And I said, yeah. Uh, okay. He's And I was into Volkswagens and he was into Volkswagens. Yeah, we were both we in both cars. Were, so there was like, we had a bunch of mutual friends and, and yeah. then, yeah, met. And Rich had a skate shop and I was like, I was 16 or 17 I was or whatever it was. So I was like, yeah, I was you know, partying or whatever. And then a bunch of friends had uh, were in bands that actually practice in the shop. Yeah. So it wasn't like uncommon for me to like crash on the couch. We would, we would close the, the blinds and like people would just crash at the skate shop and like. What came first for you guys? Was it the skateboarding or was it the music or was it like both in tandem that you kind of fell in love with that whole scene? Uh, Rich is definitely more. I mean, I skated from like 10 to, you know, a couple teenage couple, I don't know, 14 and then started riding BMX. But I always, you know, the, the scene is the same, you know, it's yeah. all basically punk rock music and indie music, whatever. They all kind of hang out together. Right. Uh, so for me, I was definitely, I wasn't as core skate as Rich. Rich grew up in the 80s, you know, grew up in the 80s. I was born in the 80s. Right. We're nine years apart. And then, yeah, know, when were you born? I'm 83. Okay, I'm I'll 85, be, so. I'm 74, so Different, I was, yeah. around 1983, 84, I started listening to a lot of like early rap and hip hop stuff. Yeah. And I was riding my freestyle BMX bike and I had skateboards and like a few of my friends did both. And as I, you know, skateboarding became 100% my life. By 1987, it was like, that was all I, I lived and breathed. Right. You know, that was it. And, uh, oh my God, and what a cool time to be living and breathing yeah. it too. And then that, that's when yeah, the things, yeah. yeah. And so that's when the punk rock, like 
I had started to listen to punk rock music around 86. As skateboarding progressed, just naturally with the time, skateboarding kind of went through uh, where punk rock and like the grungy style kind of started to fade out and it got back into hip hop. So it evolved yeah. back into like, you know, Tribe Called Quest, right. you know, Far Side stuff, like really good 90s hip hop. Yeah. And then it started to, you know, music has just been a part of skateboarding and BMX. When, when he and I listened to like uh, soundtracks on skateboard videos, BMX videos, there's always this connection of music. And so he, I'd be listening to music at the skate shop. And he'd be like, oh, this was in Prop 6 or something. Oh, and, nice. And I'd be like, oh, you know, this, this was on so-and-so's part. You know, that's where, I, that's where I found music. Like, I started listening to Pinback there. I started yeah. listening to uh, well, and like Job, he, uh, John Hurt Jr. You Jawbreaker. Know? Yeah, yeah, and to be so close to D.C. around that time was, I mean, D.C. obviously. I just went to that screening of Punk the Capital that was at the Charles. And awesome. And it was so cool. I mean, I knew some of it. Like, I knew the later years because obviously I'm a little younger. So but, like, I, the early stuff is so cool, too. Well, so I lived in southern Anne Arundel County until I was about 12 years old. And when I was 12, I moved to Alexandria, Virginia. And when I was in Alexandria, I lived there until I was 26. Oh, wow. I went to high school, went to middle school there, I went to high school there. Your whole, so, yeah, adolescent. Yeah, my whole formative years, mm-hmm. I was in basically a, a suburb of D.C. And I would go to D.C. regularly to see shows. I would go to skate. We used to get dropped off at Pulaski to skate every day, like in the morning, to get picked up by my friend's mom to come home. We would ride the Metro. I would take a bus to the Metro to ride into D.C. to skate. And yeah, D.C. Uh, was kind of home. Yeah. I mean, yeah. top shows I've right seen, now. you know, be, like seeing like Fugazi at Fort Reno yeah. or or any of the early shows at the early Black Cat or Old 930, right. stuff like that. I used to go to F Street to, to walk in. There's a shoe shop down there called Tippies that had like old Shell Top Adidas and stuff. And oh, wow. It's just all that part of that. Georgetown, Tippies? No, it was on, it was on 9th Street. It was like a couple doors, like a block down from the old 8th Street. Uh, I mean, the old uh, 930 Club. Yeah. I Part of me like wishes I could have been born a little bit earlier for some of that stuff because I feel like we just missed so many cool... Yeah. I mean, we have our own like memories, I think, as... And how do you Where'd guys you get? Grow up? Um, I grew up in Towson, so oh, okay. we had like a little bit of like Wrecker, a punk like, skate scene, yeah. Wrecker, Wrecker and Tape Traders. Like there was a, a vintage store called Ten Car Pile Up that's yep. still there. It's still there, yeah. They yes. would have punk shows at the top floor that huh. they didn't care what you did, like yeah. you were like fifteen and drinking and whatever. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. um, and that's like how I grew up. But it's so cool to hear about sort of like the five, ten years right before too. <laughs> do you guys get the Good Charlotte question a lot being from Walden? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, not, we don't do it for the record. We don't do a lot of these interviews. Like, this is not like yeah, we're anybody important. Yeah, like all the press. Yeah, like pre- do people ask you? Um, yeah, we always get that. But mm-hmm. they, uh, those Benji and Joel were actually uh, the same chicks that were on my arms. Uh, were neighbors, and they used to they their parents babysat uh, my my friends. Growing up, so yeah. You've been Nicole Richie and Cameron Diaz. You just didn't yeah, know. I missed it. Now I'm selling wieners in Highland Town. <laughs> I think you're. I think you're doing just fine. Yeah. Um, so when did sort of the love for skateboarding and music turn into like, okay, we need to open a bar and we need to like have a space? That never happened. That, okay. that was just literally part of. So the, the long and short of it was, I worked at a pizzeria when I was I don't know, 19 years old. Okay. And I remember the dough recipe. I remember the sauce recipe. I remember all this stuff. I remember the ins and outs of working at a pizzeria. And forget the story up till, I don't know, 2009, essentially, I was in a position where I needed to do something else with my life. I quit my job as a service advisor at a Land Rover dealership. Oh, wow. And I was making decent money for, you know, being 34, maybe. Um, 
So I quit my job and I started renovating houses with my father. I, he was retired and I, I brought him out and we were renovating houses. And then we got basically hung up on a house that we couldn't sell. And so we didn't have a lot of money coming in from like the flip of a house. And so I had to do something. And I was like, you know what? You know what Baltimore doesn't have? It doesn't have a jumbo slice spot like mm-hmm. King Slice or Jumbo like Slice Adams in Adams Morgan. Right. Yeah. So initially it said, I said, I'm going to take the old recipe from Old Town Pizzeria where I used to work and I'm going to do a jumbo slice spot. I was looking for a bar. Okay. Separate yeah. of Rich. Yeah. I was just like, I want to open a bar. Yeah. And you knew it would be in Baltimore too? Or Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. I was young then. Yeah. I mean, I was 26. Yeah. That's I moved it. to the city in, in 2005. He lived in the middle of 2006. Oh, six, yeah. Okay. yeah. November. Yeah. So I had been in and out of the city since about 98, 99. I had a, a girlfriend that went to Micah, and so gotcha. I was staying with her a lot. But we were looking around for spots, and we were looking at spots. And I was making pizza, but then it, like, evolved from wanting to be a jumbo slice spot to I then wanted to be, like, a wood fire brick oven, Neapolitan, you know, yeah, very traditional. Say, what you are doing now is definitely not what the jumbo slice no it's yeah. it's somewhere in between and and honestly you don't have to pitch all pizza into any particular style or, or you so know yeah. so pizza is good Still even bad pizza bread. is good and warm bread with cheese and red sauce with like, I, I, i'm always that way Sicilian, yeah. Like, they yeah. Us, like it's like still it warm good? warm ass bread with cheese and yeah. sauce on it yeah. it can't be that bad does it like yeah. if i'm drunk does it taste good yeah. exactly so randy you know we're looking for spots and randy goes you should check out kelly's they closed down on eastern avenue i was like oh the spot across from the and bowling alley yeah. and he said yeah so i walked into the place i mean beautiful terrazzo floors this old uh, deco back bar you know it, it it's a it'd been neglected for years and years i mean yeah. the same as like any other old bar it's just, it was a dive know, it was a dive yeah and but we saw the potential and we basically were like i think this could work but i didn't have any experience opening a bar or running a bar right neither did randy per se and so i reached out to then my my friend uh steve ball who was my, oh, yeah. my initial business partner giant rats and this is somebody that i grew up skateboarding with for you know yeah. 20 years prior to that and i was like hey you want to open a bar that's a pizzeria in baltimore and he's like okay <laughs> so he already owned a couple of rental properties up in charles village and so he basically came up lived in one and then we started opening the bar and so we opened it up and it it wasn't it wasn't a what came first a skateboarding decor or punk rock it wasn't on purpose yeah it's right. pretty organic it was basically like, all the shit that was in my house on my walls you know it was like stuff that I just had around the house I had punk rock posters I had records I had skate you know whatever and at the time I was vegetarian I'd been vegetarian for a very long time and so I wanted to have you know a lot of vegetarian stuff and vegan options yeah and- the vegan stuff is so good at Johnny Rats I just have to say like I never thought I'd purposely or like a vegan hash for like brunch but it's so good thanks i appreciate that and danny my husband's obsessed with the barbecue sandwich so is a lot of people oh my god the e-tots the e-tots barbecue is the sandwich that shout out to uh emily jane emily uh is the the creator of that sandwich and it was so good we put it we didn't even we put it on a special for one week and just immediately put it on the menu. Yeah. It was so good. I so. mean, I remember when it was a special and we were like, please stay on, please stay on. And yeah, just incredible. Yeah. And I want to talk about Snake Hill as well. I know the scouting for the location for Johnny Rad was important, but I know the location for Snake Hill is really important to you, Randy, because of Because yeah. it's across the street from my house. Right. Very convenient. <laughs> yeah. So when I was like brown out drunk and I would end up in there, drink warm gin and Budweiser's with the carpeted bar. Yeah, so... Yeah, what was it before? It was called uh, Irish. Irish Pub. Just Irish Pub. It was... But for... As long as we can tell, it's been Irish Pub. Like, wow. even pre-Prohibition. I mean, it's been a bar for... I, I have think, the document of the liquor license issue. It was the day before Prohibition was lifted. 
Holy crap. So, That's insane. Yeah, so it, it kind of became neighborhood famous because of Hausner's. You know, Hausner's yeah. was there on the corner. And, you know, they would do 800 covers on a Saturday or whatever. And they, like, $2,800 worth of strawberry pies that would come out of the back of there. Yeah, shortcakes or whatever. Yeah, but... Uh, it's another place I wish I could Yeah, it, it was a... I mean, when I moved there in 06, uh, it was, you know, dilapidated yeah. uh, building. But uh, the short of it is, yeah, we... It was an Irish, Irish pub. pub yeah. yeah. But it kind of became famous or well-known because of the workers at Hausner's would either get a pre-shift drink or after-shift drink or people in line oh, to, get, to get Hausner's would go into, into Irish pub. In Which fact, probably funny. They were probably really dressed up nice and like going into a, a carpeted <laughs> dive bar or whatever it was at the time. Yeah, it's funny because, yeah, who knows what it was at the time. It's funny because when we were renovating, uh, I, haven't, we don't, I, haven't, I think I've ever told this story. In all your a, many yeah, interviews. all my yeah, my hundreds of <laughs> interviews and autographs that I've had. Right, so so <laughs> many. No. Yeah. Um, there was a guy that would come by when we were renovating, and he was and he was from Arizona. Or he was originally from Baltimore, but he would come by, and he's like, he's like, my dad uh, used to work at Hausner's and as a busboy at like thirteen or whatever. Anyway, we uh, when we opened up, he brought his dad. He's ninety four. Remember oh that? Oh my god! Yeah. And he, and he was a bus boy and he remembered Irish pub because his parents would walk him home from work would come drink and he'd get off late on a Saturday and night 13. and he'd walk across the street yeah oh my god did he uh, say it like kind of looked the same to him or felt the same oh not even close yeah. I'll show you pictures yeah it's not yeah. I mean it was literally like carpet in the back like peel and stick tile Wood paneling, which if we nowadays we just kept it wood paneling, we'd be yeah, in that's again because like, that's right. like the hip thing. It's everything's full circle, uh, and yeah. I know something. Obviously, so Johnny Rads is is mainly pizza, but a ton of other things, and then and Snake Hill is is sausage is the main. Yeah, I used to uh, work as a, a bagger in this little Italian deli, very similar to like a Deep Squalies. Yeah, but where I grew up, it was called uh, Nixa Clinton, and they had this. They were they made sausage, they made all kinds of stuff, but they had one in particular called the Hot Louie, which we have on the menu now. It's not the original recipe, but uh, a lot of people, are, at least my friends and family, like joke about like how that is how Snake Hill evolved from the fact that I used to work at this grocery store and, and I would always bring this sausage home because my family loved it. Like, my, like all my friends, whenever we'd have barbecues, it was like, who brought the Louis? Yeah, yeah. And everyone would bring Louis. It's just like awesome spicy sausage. That's not really like how it came, like how it came about. We put it on the menu because it's a good sausage, but right. Uh, but you, but it's right. kind of cool. It like harkens back to something you used to do. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Randy and I travel a lot together occasionally. Sometimes casually meet friends or whatever. But sometimes whenever we're out, we like pay attention to things that could maybe potentially work well in Baltimore, like on a business level, you know, restaurant. Yeah. We went to L.A. and we went to a place uh, in uh, Garment District that was called Verskuka. It looks like it's spelled Worst Kush. Oh, wow. And it's in, in Sausage Kitchen. Gotcha. Uh, and it was a place that you walked into and you ordered like all these Belgian beers that came draft in the proper Belgian glassware. And then you ordered a sausage that was in a deli case that yeah. had like, and you could get it topped with onions, peppers, kraut, whatever. And then you went around the corner and there was like a beer garden indoor, all these tables lined up with another bar and they brought yeah. out your sausage. And it we was were a like, little polished. It was very polished. It was very LA. LA. Very exactly. LA. Yeah. yeah. But we were like, man, this would fucking work Let's so well in Baltimore. Let's do version of this. Yeah. Yeah. Dial it down a little bit and make it a little bit more blue collar, but like, right. like, it'll be fun. And, but we didn't really have a place for it. We didn't have, we didn't have, we definitely didn't think that Snake Hill was going to be the place. Yeah. It was yeah. way smaller. So, than... yeah. 
like he said, he lived across the street. He lived on, on Clinton Street, and we used to end up there at the end of the night, and periodically we would be like, man, that place ever comes up for sale, we got to buy that place. Wow. And sure enough, out of nowhere, it just popped up, and I was like, we got to buy it. That's awesome. So I figured out a way to buy it, and we didn't really even know. We were just going to kind of like polish it up a little bit, make it like a little bit nicer, keep it a neighborhood yeah. bar. That's funny. Thinking back on it now, like all jokes aside, like the way it looked, like honestly, if we bought that now... You probably wouldn't change it. it that much. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe cleaned it up. I mean, I would have gotten the smell it. out of it and taken the Because now, like, the 70s thing is. So, like, wood bad. paneling, yes. like, like yeah, your grandfather's basement is Just such like a Just, like, stick style. a disco ball up there. And yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah, so not, we got off track again, but it used to say, <laughs> totally and then it went up for sale and we made an offer on it the next day. Wow. It was It was such a good deal. That's and awesome. then we were like, oh, we could do the sausage thing. I know it's not like, the size we want, right. but we could easily operate it the same way we would if we scaled. Yeah, we so were it, not it, exactly a beer garden. It but, operates like one. I mean, you like pu- it's yeah. pub service. It's a yeah. It's an open kitchen. I love that style of service. It's- I'm definitely of the mindset of like pub service, like real casual, mm-hmm. like you know, not being too polished. Like obviously, there's there's instances where you you know you want servers, you want a hostess, right. you want all these things, but you know when you're selling. Sausages on a bun in a, a basket, and, you know, yeah. and you've got twenty-eight seats outside and forty-eight inside. It's like how it's so tight. It like how many exactly, and how many yeah. you can't? What are you going to put a server on who's like barely can move around, and right. it's not going to make the service any more comfortable. It's like you know, yeah, walk up to it's the bar, fast, grab casual, your stuff and enjoy, yeah. enjoy the night. No, Which I is like, how I tech, you know. That's how I like to eat too. I and I think I'm well. COVID aside, I, I feel like I started to see that kind of service. Like being more common, just like yeah. walking up to more, a specific yeah. place at a bar, ordering your thing, getting a number. I, we don't wanna, I like it. We as don't want to turn it into fast casual where there's like a screen. We don't want people to like order on a screen mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. There's a balance. The certain things that the pandemic did that I hope die, which is as much as it's not environmentally friendly, the QR code thing drives me nuts. Yeah, it's not intimate. Yeah, like no one I've seen yet has a menu that you actually scroll and you're like. Because what happens, you ultimately are in it and you're just kind of like, whatever. And like, oh, I see something I like. Bang. Right. But you don't, like, a menu gives you a chance to, like, be like, oh, wow. This is well laid out well. Like, Like, maybe I'll get this and this. And and then it also, everyone just ends up on their phones. That's what I mean. mean. Yeah. And and even if they're not on the phone, it's like, you're checking the menu and then you get an Instagram and you're like, oh, all right. And then you're going to the rabbit hole. (laughs) I did it last night. I went with my my fiance and her parents. We were at Verde. And that was one of the things we talked about because he was a chef. So, and she, we all grew up in the industry. Right. Her her dad was a chef. And uh, that was the first thing I said was like, man, I can't wait for the QR codes to go away. Yeah. As much as I hate spending $300 a month on ink and No, I think it was a good, like, it was so funny because I thought QR codes were going to die, like, what, when 10 they, years When ago? they were invented? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when everyone was like, I'm good. Like, like this is I don't weird. Need to like, yeah. I my phone on that. That's yeah. weird. Um, and then I think they served a purpose, you know, temporarily in COVID, but. That is one of the things that I think could probably go away. Were there things that like you want to stick around? Like, do you guys like the idea of to-go cocktails as bartenders? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We started one of the biggest things that we ever did at Snake Hill was start the Frosé program. Oh hell yeah! And nothing wrong with that. Yeah. The amount of Frosé that we sold to go in like a week was astronomical compared yeah. to you know we just we didn't have anything to go off of. We're yeah. like we can people would line up outside on a day because you know we. Is it just straight up frosé or do you put like tequila in it or anything? It's, it's doctored got, up. It's, yeah. got, it's doctored up. 
there's some secrets, but uh, oh, okay, but Secret it's got it's got it's got rose vodka in it as well. The awesome. fresh strawberries and sugar is the is what really makes it. That's the key. Or fresh strawberry syrup that we make, yeah. and then and then it's got vodka, but. And I know Rad's was doing the lavender lemonade cocktail. I mean, that seemed to be like a huge hit for you guys. Take yeah, out, and we did it as a draft cocktail. We basically just did a lavender simple syrup and some and some uh, cherry uh, vodka, essentially yeah. cherry lemonade vodka, and we kegged it, and then we put it on our draft line, and we top it off with soda water and fresh lime juice, and it's just a good simple cocktail. So good. It's a delicious. This co- time I brought, last I brought year, I was like, that was like running through my veins. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> yeah. like, it got me out of the house to go walk down and just grab a cocktail, like say hi to you guys, like feel like some yeah. sort of human interaction when we weren't leaving the house really. I think that's one thing that the uh, the pandemic did. Getting back to like the simple fast, everything's to go. So you gotta, you know, you're not muddling and making a bunch of like crazy Sorry, drinks Rich to go. Sorry, the lavender lemonade like you read my mind, so I just had a sip of it. Yeah. But yeah, like... Just, yeah, getting going, getting simple, like just, especially with cocktails, everything's to go. So it's like, what can you do that is cost effective and quick? It was, we were, I mean, you know, I'll openly say one record, off record, whatever. We were, we were super fortunate, but it was, Rich said it the right way. I remember in like May of last year, we were like, we're like doing okay. Like we were, we we're certainly, we're not doing numbers of the year before, but in terms of like what everyone else, the chatter and in the industry was, we were doing better than most. Yeah. Um, or, you know, doing pretty well. Right. All things considered. Uh, but Rich was smart and said something to me one day that changed my mindset. He was like, let's just pretend we're never going to get out of this. Mm. And that's when we started doing, I started, I was like, all right, well, what's good to go? What can we do? Well, you know, we started doing the chicken wings and doing the rotating chicken sandwiches. And then that's when we went, did like a frozen drink program for the, for the summer, which was unreal. The amount of, I mean, everyone loves frozen drinks. Not one person on the planet who drinks doesn't like can't figure out one frozen yeah, drink that they love. Totally. And to go, they last. You can take them to the yeah. park. You know, they walk don't... around. The, the number of people we'd see in Patterson Park with like their to go drinks yeah. was. I, was there? Were there other things like I, I know you guys at, at Johnny Rods are still not open for indoor, right? Not yet. Yeah. No. Are, you've been doing some renovations. You took this time to kind of. Yeah. Well, back to what he says. Let's yeah. let's pretend like we're never going to get out of it. Well, right. now we're 180 degrees. You know, we're now I'm like. Oh shit! We, Do we I have, have to, to get, get out, out of it. it. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing well. We pivoted so far that we literally turned into a carryout. Like mm-hmm. my entire kitchen operation, including the expedite, expediting out of the kitchen all the way to the customers to integrating uh, online ordering and delivery, has literally turned us into a carryout. Yeah. And Randy jokingly was like, "You guys are doing those numbers as a hundred percent carryout. Like, why turn back into a restaurant?" Right. And like half of me is like, "You're right," but then the other half yeah. of me is like. No, I miss the real world. I yeah. miss Johnny Rads for what it was. I miss what we were before the pandemic. Yeah. You know what I mean? People coming in and experiencing what we were with people and, totally. and smiles and food on tables. And, you know, Me I do miss Screaming song requests and bartenders. Yeah, real yeah, servers. Yeah, servers and bartenders that actually yeah. are personable. Cheersing, just little things. Right. So we totally. want to be a restaurant again. Just, At some point. It's going to be soon. Um, He's we, putting it back together. They just... Took some stuff apart. There was a couple than... of things that took a little longer. Also, things like ramped back up so quickly in the last two months that I wasn't prepared for it. I yeah. just expected it to be fall. Right. I don't know why. I just thought that it was going to be fall before we were like back to normal. Yeah. And then like the vast majority of everyone that we know got vaccinated. And then the, the positivity rate was under like 0.9%. It was so quick. And then yeah. boom. 
let's go back to the regular world. Yeah. And it's just hard to, it's hard to turn that switch the other way. It is. Yeah. I'm, I'm finding it hard just like personally to like make normal plans and like, I don't know, just go back out and pretend like everything's back to normal. It's yeah. We, we yeah. tried to do Snake Hill like 100% backs. We got all the front of house with the exception of one. Uh, who's in the in, in the works and we wanted to like I don't know like make some sort of PR thing where like 100% Vax restaurant yeah. like we're open and just with the back of house and the way it rolled out it just wasn't happening it wasn't yeah. happening and we finally got to the point where I was like if everyone, bartenders wear their masks and do the, you know do right. the social distance thing do the right thing we've done the right thing we were the first the besides Cavell like Lane yeah. We closed first. Lane closed, and I was like, I remember seeing like you she guys closed on a Sunday, and, like, and then purchase. I closed on a Monday. Yeah, and then they announced, yeah. like, and then they announced it two days day later. Or, yeah, and then that's when Rad's or Rad's closed we like closed right the same day. And you haven't, and, and we never opened. opened back up. That's crazy. Even when everything was lifted, we never did because we were like, I don't. It was just a social obligation. Yeah, you know, we wanted to be. We were never in any sort of financial danger. Yeah, the priority was to keep the staff safe and so we didn't want to open back up when we knew customers were not going to be as smart and safe and, and concerned about everybody else you know people walk into the restaurant with their signs on the door there are signs as you walk in to say mask and people walk in without just a mask even. even on their person they're just like oh i forgot i'm like it's been 13 months <laughs> like you don't have a mask. i know it's insane I'm, I'm the opposite problem where i go to places in the county and i have a mask on and you don't <laughs> have to and then people look at me so yep. it's just funny we've all gotten used to different things the other thing i know you guys are like super socially conscious about obviously this past year but always has and i think this is really tied into to skateboarding to punk music to their whole ethos is supporting black lives matter supporting pride you're really vocal about it i remember when you guys did 100 percent proceeds of your draft beer to black lives matter last june obviously you post about pride all the time so i just you know why is that important for you guys to be vocal about it in your your business practices and let your your customers know that's where you stand i mean honestly we don't have an agenda we just think that everyone should be treated equal yeah <laughs> i don't think Not it's very a, i don't think it's a radical yeah. idea that black lives matter yeah. i think that that's a i think that's normal right and people yeah. who don't agree with that have the problem have you gotten pushback from anyone uh very very little yeah. because the vast majority of our clientele are on our level uh we post it publicly you know, there's always going to be somebody who says we don't do enough or we're not doing our part. Right. But if, if somebody has paid attention to who we are, what we do, they know that we support yeah, or everything. Yeah, knows, knows us personally. Yeah, yeah. especially had, like, one personally. conversation with you. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so at the end of the day, uh, we had a bunch of draft beer that wasn't getting sold because we weren't a restaurant. And I said, you know, that was at the height of the climate of everything that was happening with Black Lives Matter. And I said, let's just do a fundraiser. Yeah. Let's just donate all of the beer that we have to Black Lives Matter. And we did a we raised like over fifty five hundred dollars and donated all of it, so that was pretty good. And you know, we had a lot of people that are trolls on the internet going, "Oh yeah, coming out of nowhere, just don't." I'm like, well, "What did you do?" <laughs> coming you know out I mean? of nowhere too. It's like, what is what does that like, supposed to mean? I yeah, we we've always been on the same side as Black Lives Matter, yeah, gay rights, yeah, trans lives matter. Of equal, course. you know, marriage between 
everyone is is you know lovable you know what i mean it's, yeah there, there's no we don't have any kind of prejudice or inequality in our restaurants uh at least not on purpose you know what i mean and like, don't you feel like that's like inherent to like the music that you listen to in the skateboarding scene like that all kind of comes yeah. with it like there's that. always going to be somebody that finds like oh you're listening to that song we know that guy's racist right. and i'm like well, I didn't think about it in 1984. <laughs> yeah. But so like, yeah, I, I mean, you can only you micromanage can do the last 30 years gonna, of your life. Exactly. Yeah. So as long as you make conscious decisions moving forward, right I now. think that that's yeah. where the effort should be made. You know what I yeah. mean? Make, make your life right going forward. Totally. So everyone's made mistakes. I mean, there are people that have done some stupid stuff and said some stupid stuff. But as long as you're doing the right thing moving forward, I think everything's good. And Rads has never... I don't, we've never been caught in the crossfire for doing anything wrong. So I just think that we're like, Raz and Snake Hill, we've always been on the same page. Yeah. And you're yourself. You're not like putting on airs or doing no, anything God, for an no. agenda. Or, yeah. And that's that's how it should be. Yeah. No, I think that's great. And um, I wanted to, I know you can't fully talk about this, but mm -hmm. I just wanted to tease a little bit that um, a little birdie has told me that you're working on a new place, maybe in like Midtown, Station North. I don't know how comfortable you are to say where it is, but that's got to be exciting to be thinking about a new concept after like the year and a half. We yeah. Had. We haven't solidified a, uh, a concept per se. Uh, we, we can say that it, it is in station North. We, we, uh, were fortunate enough to buy a building there. That's a second generation, uh, restaurant, yeah. uh, with two bars that were existing in it. Yes. And there'll be well, two definitive, different definitely two different concepts under one roof possibly a third awesome um but it's really new in the process it's 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 relatively dusty in there um but we're really excited we're excited to be in a new neighborhood I and mean, we love station north uh and it's fun for us to just i mean i've been in highland town for yeah. 13 years and had snake hill for five running and almost seven yeah between renovations and stuff so it's it's nice to be you know venturing out yeah i mean yeah. being there and like getting to skate around and go to lunch or whatever yeah. but, uh, no i'm selfishly so excited because i was telling you guys like one of the saddest things about leaving fells point obviously i miss patterson park i miss the water but i miss johnny rods and snake hill like i miss walking to your bars and so when i heard you were coming up this way closer a little bit closer to hamden i'm i'm so yeah sad. we're pushing for uh you know obviously we'd like to open tomorrow but yeah everyone knows how that goes we're right. uh we're looking for fall, early early side of fall if we can. I mean, definitely this year. I mean, worst case scenario would be the end of this year, but I I feel like we'll we'll be able to manage getting open earlier than that. That's and we'll exciting. we'll you'll be the first to know when we have. Well, I'm I mean, we're staying in our wheelhouse if that makes it any any is that if <laughs> that's lots, any clue. Lots of wings and we're not going a, on. we're not opening up you know you know anything. It won't crazy. be a rad. You're it won't not be doing a snake it hill. like. Uh, French restaurant. No French. Yeah, yeah, fancy, yeah. yeah. Fancy no what, no tablecloths. <laughs> no chef. Yeah. That, that makes be, sense. Anyone who likes both restaurants will, I think, will will find a good fit. It'll and, feel like, have the same yeah. kind of vibe as what Yeah, and we're pumped because we, I mean, we have like, you know, Rich and I have been in the city for a long time and have tons of friends up here and almost more friends up here than, you know. That's kind of how it started for us. Like, that's when we started thinking about moving a little bit. Cause we I live in Mount Vernon started now. spending all our time in Mount Vernon, Hamden, Yeah, Station so we'll North. split the difference down there. And, yeah. You know, we'll be kind of it's in close the to everything. We're excited about the Penn Station project, too. That's going to be... So, yeah, we're excited to be in Station North. I mean, the uh, guys on Guilford with the, the new brewery that just opened up, and they, ah. they spent a a small fortune on that build. It's a, it's gorgeous. I haven't seen it yet. It's 
very built. It's nice. like they spent some serious nice. dollars. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, which is great. Out. It's it's on Lafayette and Calvert. What was that? Guilford. Guilford. Oh, Guilford. yeah, Guilford. Yeah, obviously. that makes sense. Um, yeah, so if you come out of there and go left on Lafayette, you run right into... Cool. Oh, I also spot. heard another brewery rumor that I want to ask you guys about off air. Oh, you've heard about it too. I, I did hear about it. Oh, oh does you it know. rhyme with rhyme with <laughs> good union? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I wanted to get into sort of the rapid fire questions cool. part that I Try. do with everyone, and I I wanted to start out and talk about your local beer program because you guys are so dedicated to keeping local on on draft at both of your bars and what was kind of cool is i asked you guys to bring some drinks and i brought some beers that remind me of johnny rad's specifically the first, i think the first time i had monument 51 rye was at on draft at johnny rad's we've had that for a very which long is time. so funny because when before we knew ken and matt yeah monument I hate it. I tell Ken this all times. We're close. You didn't like it. I hated Rye Fifty One, the original recipe. Oh, the original. Because they they launched the company with just the two beers, mm-hmm. you know, Monument Brown and, Brown, and Rye right? Fifty One, and it just took off. And I and when we opened Snake Hill, I said I, that's when I had kind of gotten close with Ken. And so I was you like, can say it. I, I and I was you know me like I don't really I don't have much breaks in terms of my what I'll I'll say, and I was just like. I don't, I don't like the 51. I'm a money. I'm a Brown guy. Yeah. And he's like, Rye 51 is 92% of our total sales. So you, he's like, you're wrong. And <laughs> so, Numbers anyway. don't lie. Yeah. So yeah. Not like co- this what always makes me think of you guys. Mama's yellow pills always makes me think of you yeah, guys. Cause we had Oscar blues at Rad's early. Early. It's not and to like toot Rad's horn. No, but, toot it. This is the place. But like, it was a, it was a massive Early craft beer. I hate the term craft beer now because there's yeah. no such thing anymore. Everyone's doing it's all cra- there's no yeah. craft. It's not all macro at this point. Right. Like, everyone's, everyone's buying doing, everyone yeah. else. Yeah. But I mean when Rad's launched, I mean there was a eighty plus beer list and Oscar Blues and Pork Belly or Pork Oh yeah, the, the pig, pork, slap. Pig, pork, pork Slap. Pork Slap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like Pinkus and like yeah. Uh, yeah, which Duconic and those guys and like the Brewers Art, like those guys were kind of like yesteryear even at that time, but like Rad's had a ton, and that was the beer Steve. List was I mean, amazing. Steve was yeah. That was Steve. Steve was, he was he a was beer on. guy. He was yeah, a beer guy for sure. Yeah, yeah. He, he definitely curated that list pretty well, and we we grew it to about a hundred beers between bottles and cans. We only had five drafts for I, seven years. Believe me, I remember. Yeah. And those five were uh, three of them pretty much stayed the same. Yeah. And then two would rotate, and then we would uh, just in and out bottles and cans. But I mean, the back page of our menu was 100 bottles of cans and we've pared it down a bit because of covid but i mean yeah we dialed snakes back snake when we yeah. opened was 79 between drafts it was like seven between i don't know everybody call it 80 it seems like everybody's their menus are smaller right right now like drink menus are yeah smaller, inventory smaller it just feels for like us that. we just got we just got better at you know we were the type of bar that would carry one six pack because we had a regular that came in once yeah. every month Aww. You know, and it was like, wanted. we got to the point where we're like, all right, like, yeah. do we need to carry one six pack of, you know, yada, yada. Old chub. Yeah, or whatever. Old chub. Yeah. Like, so we started to focus on what moved or, and from a business standpoint, not to sound like a jerk, but what made money. Of course. You well, know, that it's was like, going to be my rapid fire question. I'm, as I'm opening Key's um, positive mental attitude, which just reminds me of you guys for yeah. obvious reasons too. Yeah. Um, but what does, what does the best, like what are your best sellers? Since the day we've opened, we've always had a line for Key, and mm-hmm. we've had a line for Monument. I mean, mm-hmm. those guys are sweethearts. We love the, all of the, the guys from both breweries. For us on draft, I hate to say it because they're not local, but Bell's too yeah. hard. And since yeah. we've had it, 
It's a good beer. Since we opened, we've never taken Bells off. And for the longest time, it was our, our number one seller. Yeah. And now it kind of, we have the wild card line that sells the most where we, we sell, we'll buy. Like a seasonal? We'll find no, something we'll, that like maybe, the, not an out of like. Not out of code or anything, code. but like. Yeah, yeah. We something. have a relationship with, with one of our distributors that he knows that I'll buy 15 kegs. Yeah. So if if some if they're getting ready to change a season or if and we right. we put it we we offer a three dollar draft beer all the time and that's it's awesome. our most popular beer. It's sort of like that ugly produce model. It's like this fruit's For still sure. good, but the grocery store. Because I'm the same it. way. Like sometimes I just want a beer and I'm cheap. So yeah, I'm it's just three like, bucks. It's also three bucks. something the distributor might have over ordered and say, look, we yeah. have like twenty of these exactly. left over. We don't. We've yeah. already sold through. Like, will you guys take the last five of them? Yeah, and we yeah. will. We'll just be like, we'll take all ten of them. You give us a deal, and we'll throw on the wild card line. Yeah. Yeah. So we're pretty unapologetically capitalist pigs, <laughs> but but we try to be moral about it and right. try to be smart and sane and kind. Kind, yes. Yeah. You know? So, okay, so what I'm beginning to realize rapid fire might not work well with you guys, but we're going to keep we going. Too much. We'll try. No, 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 it's good. So what is the best-selling beer at Johnny Rads, would you say? I'm literally, I was going to look it up for the sake of looking it's it up, pin. but it's probably Duck Duckman, that makes sense. We've had Duckman on for forever. Um, yeah. It's just an easy selling beer. It's kind of like walking into a place and they used to, like Heavy Seas was back in the day. If you right. had Heavy Seas. Loose can. Loose yeah. can. I mean, yeah. If you yeah. had Loose can. It's a great looking tap duck pin too. Like it yeah. Just, they got the golden. We have the golden pin. pin. That's right. There you, you know, go. That stuff. sells itself. It's been eight years now that we've had it on, on, on the line. So that. Um, okay. And then I was going to ask you guys favorite cocktail, either to have like at a bar. What have you been making at home in the pandemic? Mine's been the same for forever. I drink a ride Manhattan on the rocks. Nice. On the rocks. Yeah. Manhattan on the rocks is interesting. Always. A, if it's a heavy, if it's like a high octane rye, like, a, you know, over a hundred uh, proof rye, I'll, yeah. I'll drink it on the rocks. I, I, I can have it up neat. I mean, not up. But it, it's it, nice it's when the ice rye. melts a little. I like, I personally like high octane uh, whiskeys, bourbons, ryes um, with, with a cube or two. Or, or I'll drink a, a, a gin. Like, yeah, gin and tonic was our pandemic cocktail yeah. of choice. It was we just a, always good. There was a, can I go off on a tangent for a quick story? Sure. So It might get cut out, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if we, we, so every, we used to, at the end of the night, at the end of the shift, yeah. people would sit at the bar and they'd sit and the bartender would say, what do you want? Like Evan was working, right. or Adam was working and they, everyone would just go, uh, your choice. And he'd go warm rail gin. It was also like, the penalty oh. shot if you showed up late. Yeah, if you showed up late and to that work, makes that more was sense. It. right. Yeah. Yeah. So that jokingly turned into a when we would go out as a three, four group people, we would walk up to the bar, other bars, and say, "We want four warm rail gins." And they'd be like, "What is oh wrong?" God, <laughs> yeah. And then we would walk in and see other gins. Like we started seeing Blue Coat, and we started right. seeing. Bar Hill and other gins, and then so that has like expanded my palate. My and gin then when Shot Tower came out, I mean that's so correct. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Shot Tower gin was one of the big ones. And I think so. gin got a bad rap for a long time, and maybe it just was. It was bad just the only. No, it's good. It's just the only one that never like. Took I mean, off. it did. It did take off. I mean, recently it did. But yeah. It wasn't. It was never the trendy. It took a while. Yeah. It's yeah. not the mezcal of now, but exactly. I'm a huge gin guy, so I would, if I had to answer that question, I would say. I'm a gin on the rocks guy. Just gin on the rocks. Yeah. Lime? Yeah, lime. All right. You got one that looks like someone didn't <laughs> rub it on the ground. But <laughs> if you work in the ground. industry, you know you don't know touch lines. the citrus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's, chances are it was not washed very well. But right. um, gin, yeah, for me. I'm a big <laughs> wine guy. Yeah. My, my fiance sells wine. Oh, and there's always a thousand bottles that are open because she brings them home and we drink a lot of red wine. Shout out to Abby. We've She's been mentioned on the podcast before when we interviewed. Wait, her. who? Off the rocks. 
Gerald? Yeah. He's talking about my fiance? <laughs> no, because I went to visit them and uh, Abby was in the store when yeah, I was there and I was saying it felt like such a neighborhood moment to like Yeah, you're right there. there. She also lives yeah, exactly. 100 yards away. <laughs> it was a cool moment. He's the man though. What a great uh, man. The, what a sweetheart. Both of them. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, um, he's awesome. Tangents. Rapid fire. Okay, so if you were to have, I'm going to do sausage to you and pizza to you. <laughs> Ideal pizza toppings. Go. Oh, geez. Yeah. Uh, I personally always make a vegan pizza. I make it with barbecue sauce, vegan sausage, jalapenos, red onions, uh, and vegan cheese. That's pretty much it's like, oh, man. I make that all the time. Danny would love that. He loves barbecue sauce, Is jalapenos. He's not, but he like loves, I'm telling you, we're like embracing vegan food. But his ideal pizza would probably be regular like sausage, barbecue sauce, jalapenos. Nice. Yeah. But I love the soy with the pineapple and yeah. the jalapenos. It's such pancetta. a good combo. Yeah. And the pancetta. It used to be pancetta. Now it's apple and bacon. Oh, is it? Whatever it is, it's delicious yeah. um, okay sausage toppings i mean one of our most popular sausages or sandwiches which they're all i guess sandwiches that's a big debate too we don't have that kind of time <laughs> but it's a whole other podcast. yeah they're always like what's a sandwich and i'm or you know it's a sausage sandwich and i'm like well it's it's on a bun like what else are you gonna call is a hot dog a sandwich i don't know don't we haven't had this dog is a hot dog yeah thank you but uh, is hot- a wrap a sandwich I think it is because if you went to a menu or you went to any place that was yeah, a menu, be you'd be sandwich. like, "All right, sandwiches All right. can be in a wrap." Yeah, I guess. Anyway, Sorry, my sausage. <laughs> one of our most popular sausage on a bun or sandwich, if you want to get technical, <laughs> is the faux real. It's got yeah. uh, fresh basil, hoisin, bean sprouts, and jalapenos on top. So it's kind of like biting into like faux, oh, and it's that my favorite. Awesome. We actually make it as a salad now, so it's nice. like a, it's or we make. It's the faux toppings on a salad. All right, next rapid fire. Um, you are about to start a shift. You have control of the playlist for the night. What song are you putting on first? You go first. Uh, Bells by Hey Mercedes. Oh, that's a good one. I would have I, I put it on the Swerve Driver playlist. And does it start with them and then go to other things? Or is it like Pandora style or is um, all of them? I will play. Oh, I thought it was a song. I picked I thought a song. It was, yeah. No, no, that was, they were uh, both great answers. Yeah, I'll, I'll play. I'll put a Swerve Driver playlist on until I get sick of like 13 Swerve Driver songs. And then it depends. So when we first opened Rads, I had an AM, like an early playlist. Yeah, yeah. Which was like a lot of like slower stuff. Yeah. Back, some, some like maybe some rocky stuff, but not real heavy. Mm-hmm. And then it would evolve into more, more punk rock stuff. At the end of the night, we're playing, you know, heavy punk rock stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not very good at Snake Hill. Sometimes I let, I'm always in there like so focused on or ADHD focused on whatever is going on. Right. I don't even hear it and like, Sometimes the bartenders get on like some sort of weird whatever, and I'm just like, all right, if you are nodding their heads, like I don't really care. Like we're a little tiny yeah. sausage bar. We're not like Eric that works at Snake Hill and Rads. He has really similar music taste to both. Yeah, Randy yeah, and yeah. I. So he's like a turnover Randy, dude. He'll yeah. he'll turn on like uh, minus the bear station or yeah. like play Q and Not You or like any yeah, yeah. any like that era stuff. Perfect night out in Baltimore. Now that things are open, like what what do you guys where do you like to hang when you're off work? Like, uh, man, I, it's I been know. so long since I've been out yeah. on a regular basis. I personally just like to stay on my roof and like ignore everybody. But at the <laughs> end, I just I still like to go out to a few places. I like going to Hamden, mm-hmm. sitting somewhere outside or even inside. I you know hang out with people. Yeah, there's not the, a lot of outside in Hamden. I mean, there is now. Yeah, well, like it's going, getting better. Going but... to Holies, I'll hang out yeah. out out back. Or I just haven't been out that much recently. If I yeah. if everything was back to normal and I had my I could do whatever I wanted. 
Jeez. Yeah, Rich got a little neurotic in the. I mean, it happens to the best yeah. of us, you know. I, I just like Autobar. Like you'd love to go back there. If things oh, were yeah, they're open yeah. up. Yeah, I mean, they're Autobar doing our thing. Be, yeah, I would, and and you know, I have employees that are very close to people that work there, and right. like I, I want to just be like, oh, I want to come back so yeah. bad. I just, I'm just, I think I'm used now. I'm ready to go. Yeah. When I started to see that the positivity rate was under 08 percent. Right. It was like yeah. 7 8% or something yesterday. And I'm like, yeah, we're okay. over this. Yeah, we're when I was vaxxed. We're through the woods. So yeah. I'm like, I'm like, you are ready. the flames. You know, I mean, <laughs> for the longest time, though, it was like a social obligation to be like, all right. Like, and that's the thing, too. Like, Baltimore is a small town. Like, mm-hmm. as a, as a bar owner, out. like, it sounds stupid, but it's, you know, like, People know who you are. We've and established I, that you're a A-list celebrity that's like, counted <laughs> by press. Have, yeah, it's been tough for me to get out of the house out. now. The paparazzi right. has really been just knocking on the You got to watch what you do. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I meant what I was getting at was, <laughs> you know, you're like, it's a social obligation. Like, you know, we were closed for a reason. We wanted to do our part. Of course. And, you know, my, uh, we've been like big on the outdoors because we got, because I'm like not a a homebody at all. I could go out every night. Yeah. I, and my fiance is the opposite. Mm-hmm. So I told her I didn't want to leave the house for six weeks. She'd be like, yes, I work on art, <laughs> yeah. listen to music. Uh, but we've been big on outdoors. So we've, we've been going to like, <laughs> we go to raw and refine cause it's like yeah, right there. It's, it's on beautiful. the water. And those guys are homies. Like they're great. And, yeah. and it's a pool on the water. It's yeah. open. So not only do you feel safe, even though I, feel safe anyway though. food menu simple and good it's, yeah, yeah we like go there the bartenders we'll, are great we'll go to we'll, we'll, i'll skate over to like sometimes she'll just be working on art chilling and i'll like skate over to venice and mm-hmm. like get a beer because it's right there so and, glad that they're still yeah kicking. yeah yeah they'll be fine i got take take out from salio's and so i'm really oh, nice. excited to go back there because yeah. I, I i went in to like pick up yeah something. she's open inside this so week, yeah. it's oh, like awesome. psyched to go there so yeah. that's like if i had to say what i'm anticipating like i'm excited about going out yeah. to do it would be like salio's yeah. it would be going out to ron refined it would be um i don't know uh, i again i'm so stuck in the house i just yeah. I'm, I'm happy just on the roof alone there's a lot going on though i mean like ashish from duck duck goose is doing mm-hmm. uh no way rose I in know. the old bookmaker space yeah those guys did watershed we were just talking about this earlier which we went we did the opening and the mock service and, and it's the same chef from lock bar so it's, yeah it's good stuff and i just went up to alma which is now in right by our right, neighbor right yeah, by Paul. your new, awesome. ba- new place and um i that, that's like they were made to be in a bigger space. Like they've just filled it with plants, and it's so beautiful. And oh, it's awesome! Service we're so is pumped. great. Yeah, yeah. We're, and we're hundred, you know, hundred yards away. So that was one that I was excited to like. I don't know. I'd been like really excited to get there and actually like sit inside and feel comfortable also, enough to do they're that. Incredible, like incredibly talented. There's not yeah. a bad thing on the menu. No, it's so good. It's so awesome. Good. Oh, forage! I, I'm, I'm oh, yeah. excited for them to get back open, which they've done. You know who needs to and. Rosemary's probably gonna listen to this, but Lacomp, like <laughs> yeah. I love Rosemary and Will. We get yeah. some, I get sandwiches Another from there. New neighbor, but, yeah, yeah, but they're not. Uh, I mean, as much as I'm excited to open back up, I won't get in there for six months. Right? She oh my god, give me a reservation. It'd be so birthday. hard to get a table. <laughs> yeah, and her Even and I like, known each other for twelve years. Yeah, no, we worked in matter. television together. She she oh, was a really? production assistant with me in the same office. Oh my god, so so Rosemary and I have known each other for. Literally, but you're not getting any hookups. I get no special treatment. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, can I get? When they got the bon appetit thing, was mm-hmm. the week, was the week, month of my birthday, and I was like, can was... you give me a two top, please? And she's like, 
I mean, if you want to do like nine thirty, like I was like, yeah, <laughs> like do your thing. It's crazy. It's hard to get a table place at like food market, which like always kind of was busy. Like, but yeah. I used to be able to like if I wanted to go to food market dinner, I could probably that morning make a reservation and get one. I all weekend now is booked. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's great, but I just think it's people are so excited to get. Back yeah, out. I'm happy to. Yeah, I want to get back in forage when they. Yeah, I'm trying to think where else. Like, I eat out so much that I'm like. It's all like watered down. I can't yeah. even think of where I'm like. You're probably gonna think of like ten places when we stop recording. Yeah, but yeah. That's all right. But no, anyway. I, you guys, you guys have a great list. So, okay, if people want to find out about Johnny Rad's Snake Hill. How do they follow you guys' Instagram? The best way. Probably. Uh, yeah. I mean, Easiest the website or Instagram. Instagram is the most up to date with like specials and pictures and things. So, like yeah. you can order food online there. You can uh, go to our website, but ultimately, it's really just kind yeah. Of our websites are just okay. We're not. We're just we're presence. Instagram. You know? kind of don't even really need. I mean, it seems like Instagram is where people. We probably right should now. have a better one, and I think about it all the time, and I'm like, but neither of us Facebook that much anymore, mm-hmm. and like we keep the presence for business, but like I got a message from six days ago on there that I forgot even was even there. Yeah, Facebook yeah, you can find work. us on Instagram, Snake yeah. Hill or Johnny Rads, yeah. and maybe look out for a new bar soon. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> there's some, maybe there's some stuff floating around. There's there. some stuff floating around. Um, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming over and bringing beers and cocktails and chatting and spending Friday us. afternoon here. I really we try not to uh, get too off topic because we like to talk. No, it's hey, that's like a podcaster's dream. So I appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you guys. Sure.